ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. We are St. Louis, the home of the Blues. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 48 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Tuesday, May 14th, 2019. This is Franchise Episode number 181 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours, truly Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And we will be with you for the next little while talking St. Louis Blues playoff hockey uh, and their conference finals matchup versus the San Jose Sharks. To interact with us on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at JPonder94. Also, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And the website with the shop with shirts is Let's Go Blues.com. Um, gentlemen, how are you this evening? Good, I take it. I mean, it couldn't be better, really. I mean, considering all things considered, all things considered, tonight is a great night. Uh, Uh, it's it's a great night for talking to you fellers. Um, I will say that uh, after game one, I was a little concerned, but uh, man. That uh, game two sure turned that around for me. You know, talking about game one, I I uh, I wasn't even mad. It was it was. I mean, I, obviously, I was you know disappointed that they didn't win, but I was I wasn't I wasn't mad or not even frustrated. Or I was like, okay, lost a game, uh, regroup, get him a game two. I really, honestly, I, it did not bother me as much as you would have thought. That's the ultimate parent answer. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, that was Brube's message at the club after the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I know what you you mean by that. I mean, it, yeah. it, you, it you, was game five, right. maybe, but it was game one. Right. I'm like, game it, one yeah. after a long, hard fought series. San Jose's coming out on home ice. They're going to be amped up. Yeah. And the Blues have been known for letdown games so and, far. And so I've, get it out of the way early. And I think, uh, kind of so far in the playoffs, where we've, it's not uncommon for the Blues not to play a great game, mm-hmm. and and you know, they've played a number of not great games, and they've and they've won most of them. So I, yeah, I, I wasn't upset either. I just I just said, you know what, I I was expecting what I'm hoping for is a split in San Jose, yep. and uh, and yeah, I even said that on Twitter after after game one that. Um, you know, hey guys, come on! It's just one game because Twitter was blowing up like it always does. I hate that. And uh, somebody commented back. I don't remember who it was said, "Yeah, but they just got dominated." I'm like, "Well, they were dominated in the Winnipeg series. They were dominated in the Dallas series. Like, 
it's happened before, and they've bounced back. And he said, but not like this. No, bullshit. Um, I think you would have been saying the opposite after one of we, the Dallas games. We got beat 6-3 to three by Winnipeg in game three. I was there. <laughs> I could attest. We booed them off the ice. It was, I, I, and then I, I was at the Dallas game where we booed them off the ice. I'm I'm so I'm so sick of the, and we talked about this last show. I'm so sick of the bipolarness of the sky is falling mm. after game one. And somebody said going into game uh, after game two, they said, "Oh, the Blues played great." Um, well, the, well, the Blues got the job done in game two, um, in what was pretty much a must-win game. I'm like, no, it was not a must-win game in game two. I mean, cause, I mean, yes, you don't want to lose both games in the opponent's building, but if you do. You you're not at you're not at, when you start off on the road in the playoffs you're never in trouble unless you lose a home game and you're down in the series. I, I, I right. losing both home games on the both games on the road to start the series would not have been the worst thing in the world. Yeah, you're down 0-2, but you come back home and you have to and then you need to win both your home games. I mean that's just the way it works. So then game three becomes more of a much uh, a must win, but not. Right. Yeah, I, I the, hate that. The only must-win games the Blues have played so far are Game Six and Seven against <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. Uh, uh, who who says? Okay, oh, Game Two is a must-win. Game Two has never been a must-win in the history of anything ever in a Game Seven in a seven-game series. In uh, hockey. In in hockey. Oh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a seven-game series in any sport. Game yeah, Two is going to yeah. be a must-win. I mean, seven, uh, any any sport with a seven-game series. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there's no such thing as a. Three game series anywhere well, in the world? No, uh, I was going to say uh, like Champions League football, soccer, volleyball. Three, three, three games in a match. Yeah, but you okay. Have to well, win. there you go. Game there, two could be a must win there. Yeah, <laughs> there are two legs in European soccer, and it, so but, but that's set, that's right. It's, literally, it's it is a must win in game two if it was the first one. So right. that, that's that's the whole def, okay, definition right. of the okay. I just hate the overuse of the must win. I hate can't stand that. It is every it's, year. It's you awful. must it win game awful. in game two. Oh, the hell it is. I you know, I will say that uh, the 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 asylum over at uh, the Post Dispatch website, um, <laughs> they they have been posting a lot. Is this game a must win? Is game three a must win? And all those and I. Every time I'm like, God, are you kidding me? But then I realize it has been an ongoing joke there for years, uh, and it's not really serious. So I'm like, hey, okay, well, at least it's good to see the asylum does have some people with uh, some sense of humors. I guess. I just don't know why, why everything has to have a label. Yeah. Why you got to label it? That makes sense. You know, I think we talked about it a little bit, just, you know, the the tendency to tweet every emotion. <laughs> like, I've, right. I've, yeah. I've deleted, like, I've hardly tweeted at all because every time I pick up the phone to tweet something, it's like, this is just vitriol. <laughs> I don't need to do this. The official... well, in terms of uh, of us starting the, uh, the, the show off and not... Fully getting into the hockey talk yet. I notice you guys are not growing out the playoff beards as I have. Uh, I will been say, working this on it for the... like three months. <laughs> Give me some fucking credit here. I, you, you, you know why? Good. You know why? You know why I don't do a playoff beard? You can't. I I can. Any I can I can let it grow. That's not stopping me. It does, the fact whether I can grow it or not has nothing to do with it. I could just let it grow and just let it go, and that could be my playoff beard. Um, but the reason why I don't is because it's it's this. Is this you know this this uh, uh, superstition in the NHL? You don't shave in the playoffs. You know what? That does not work for seven of the eight teams that are in the playoffs. It only works for one team. So uh, it it's not a thing that works. I don't, I'm not I'm not superstitious, or I'm not in in that. Uh, and and 
if I was superstitious, okay, I would probably grow one or if it, but, uh, I'm not in that. I can't participate in the tradition because, uh, like you said, I can't grow one. Yeah. That's well, the reason why I don't. Okay. Well, that, thanks, that's, that's thanks for it. instead of just agreeing that you can't grow one, you had to shit all over me. Well, I, I can't. That. I can't grow one, but I would. I mean, if I was superstitious and I and I had that feeling where I would, oh my gosh, I got to do this. Well, like I do with some things. So in that, so I I grew mine out because I was just being lazy. Uh, it, it started in March, and obviously it doesn't really grow and and get very full, but. I was lazy, and then we got to the playoffs, and now I'm superstitious, and I'm 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 not not gonna shave it until you know we're what out. you know what my superstition is right now. It's uh, I have a that that Thomas uh, London Knights jersey yeah. that I have. I I every time I've worn the show, the Blues have won. Yeah. They have not lost playoffs, preseason, regular season, every time. So uh, and I've won it three times in the playoffs, and they've won all three games. I now I'm not gonna stop wearing it. That's yeah. that's the last two game. The last two games I've worn it, I've like, oh my gosh! I realized I have not. They have not lost when I've worn this jersey. Yeah, I've I've got a uh, an, a clown pronger jersey that uh, I only wear in elimination games, and uh, obviously they've lost some, but I like to think their record is is winning when I wear it. So I wore it both in game six and game seven against Dallas, and uh, so yeah, now it's like, well, anytime the Blues can be eliminated, I got to throw that jersey on. I was but, uh, speaking speaking of wearing hockey jerseys in uh, in St. Louis in May, this is getting back to what I said about was getting ready to say about the playoff beard. I was reminded today why I don't have a beard usually this time of year. My God, I went out and uh, uh, ran <laughs> this afternoon, and my face must have dropped about fifteen pounds because it just that's where all the sweat was coming from. <laughs> Humidity. Oh, it was terrible. Humidity's picking up. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. Oh man. I so like I I got home and I got drenched in sweat and I look at my wife and I'm like, oh, man, I just this beard it's killing me. And she's like, what are you trying to say? You want the blues to lose? And I'm like, no. I hope I hope that I continue to to sweat my balls off in the St. Louis heat because that means that we're talking blues playing in June. Oh, I'll I'll dive. Don't shave my balls during the playoffs. If you want to go there, <laughs> I make a point not to shave those in the playoffs. That's 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 my playoff beard. <laughs> All right, good Fit. transition. Hey, <laughs> yes, into the ball talk. Um, so the official beers of episode one eighty one. Oh, wait, real quick, Mister Blues Hat in the YouTube chat says uh, my beard sucks, but I'm growing one anyway. I look homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of in that same camp, although I don't know. Mine's screwed out enough. I, <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. enough. I get enough of the you know the the mustache and chin. It's just mm. right right on the cheeks. That's just, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, I've I've uh, I don't know. I'm still not comfortable with it, but it's staying. Uh, I've, I'm okay. Not well. Okay. But and and it's it's staying regardless until the blues are done. At least until okay. the blues are done. Okay. Uh, Mr. Blues Hat saying that he looks homeless. I doubt that with that expensive uh, what fedora he wears every day. <laughs> that's not. A, that's a beret. Beret. That's yes. the word. It's yes. the exact opposite of a fedora. I think. One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One. I mean, if he puts war paint on his face, he's a uh, he's a green beret. Yeah. So. Uh, a blue beret. Sorry, guys. I, I I'm not a fancy Frenchman. You know, he does I call all the, garages. He, he I call d- garages car holes. <laughs> he does all these parodies of of of, of, of uh, uh, gifs and and videos and memes and things. He needs to do a, a Prince parody of a uh, parody of the Princess song uh, Raspberry Beret. 
has, has that been done? I'm sure he's done that. Yes, with a blueberry. Yeah, mm. sure, surely he has. We challenge you if you have not. <laughs> yeah, let's mm. let's see that tomorrow noon. <laughs> High noon. High noon. <laughs> have it ready for game time. Uh, the uh, official beers of episode 181. Uh, you know what? Bill and I are drinking the same uh, right now. Well, I'd be right, Bill is too. Right. But so, uh, Jeff, you want to go first? Sure. <coughs> Alcoholic Bill. <coughs> <Excuse me>. um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going this time with, uh, I switched it up a little bit, but I, uh, I've been trying to drink the same stuff because, again, superstition is a weird thing. So I've been drinking these throughout the show and as well as um, when the Blues are playing. Uh, last week, I just had the Schlafly Pale Ale. Another one I'm having now is the Four Hands Brewing Company Single Speed. Uh, I know I've talked about this on the show before. It's brewed with jasmine, which I don't know what that means, but it, it, it it's good. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> good, good talk. <laughs> uh, Bill. So, um, so my 1A beer, my Brian Elliott. To my Jake Allen, wow. uh, my uh, my one A beer tonight is uh, Founders KBS, which uh, usually is just something that you know you, you savor on very special occasions. But they uh, flooded the market with it this year, and uh, I've now your fridge I'm, is flooded. Yeah, I'm rolling in it, and you could never go wrong with this beer. So much coffee and chocolate, and just barrel aged goodness. I love it. And then my 1B, the beer that we are splitting yep. from our good friends. Uh, St. Nicholas, Saint Nicholas uh, Brewery. Beering. Yeah, Beering. St. <laughs> Nicholas Beery. St. Nicholas Brewing Company. Single Bass Series. We Heavy Scotch Ale. It's, I'm, I'm liking it. Liking it quite a bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And it, not only does it taste good, but the label is quite fetching. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a nice looking label. You can see it up in the you, the video there for the YouTube keep folks. Reaching, keep reaching. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. My arm's not eight I'll, feet long. I'll tweet a picture. I'll tweet a picture. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I have not done that yet. Yeah, everybody, no, follow Bill now. The St. Nicholas uh, Brewing folks, uh, they they did this one pretty good, so I like it. Very nice. Well done, guys. Uh, in uh, DeCoin, Illinois. And gals. And gals. What is this, Ted Drews? Ted, oh, yeah, you know what? We we had uh, Tim Hortons on the show the one time. Uh, we need to have uh, Ted Drews on the show. God rest his soul. God Tim rest Horton. his soul. Tim Horton. I thought you were saying Ted Drew. I'm like, he didn't die. No, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, what happened? That would have been on the news. <laughs> like for three days. Uh, okay, round three. Conference finals versus the Sharks. Blues versus Sharks. Um, the rally cry for San Jose coming into the series, or I guess in the playoffs so far, I, I we've heard it this round. Uh, win it for Joe. We're talking about Joe Thornton, which, mm-hmm. um, I am I, I, I whatever, but it's it's annoying to me, but um, it's uh, and sickening for Blues fans because I think every time people think of Joe Thornton, a lot of Blues fans they think of the hit on Peron, the of the. Uh, they gave him a concussion a number of years ago, so uh, he was out for a hundred, missed a hundred games. So uh, I, I, I've the the national guys, the NBC guys, have kind of picked up on it, 
and uh, they're kind of talking about it. So it's like, I was like, you know what? If you're going to go with a storyline, uh, win it for Plager. That's a good storyline. He's only been in the, the organization the entire time they've been in their existence. He's had, you know, he was a, a original blue, um, played for the blues for 11 seasons, seventh all time in games played with 615, um, worn a lot of hats. He was a scout, head coach for the blues for a short time, uh, head coach for uh, the blues minor league team, uh, Peoria community, community uh, head coach, of the, uh, coach of the year for Peoria. Um, Community Relations Director, KMOX Radio Analyst, VP and Director of Player Development, Assistant to the GM, Assistant to Director of Hockey Operations, uh, not to mention being uh, loved by the city of St. Louis and, yes, and lives here. He is well, you want to know more hockey. about the legacy of, of, of Bob Plager. Read any book written about the Blues. The one Rutherford came out with a couple of years ago, uh, the Bernie Federko book that just came out last year. Um and then the the fiftieth, not fiftieth, thirty fifth anniversary book. Every one of those, Bob Plager is a centerpiece of those books because he is St. Louis Blues hockey. Yeah, and I'm with you. Um, he, I think, man, that's that's a guy. I mean, yeah, maybe he's not a player. Maybe he's anymore. You know, maybe he's not technically part of management or coaching. But man, you got to think he's the first off ice guy that's going to get that cup. He's his number was in the rafters for the longest time and wasn't retired. That's how much he's loved here. You know, he and he didn't die tragically. That's why that's not why his number was out there. It was just it was a it was a five with a heart around it because the city loves him. Right, because he he is the embodiment of blues hockey. Exactly. And uh, well, so, with all due respect to those trumpeting winner for Joe, he's not the best story or the most deserving, whatever that means. Um, if we're talking guys who have put in the most time and effort for what they mean to the city they're in, uh, Bobby Plager blows Thornton out of the water. And I, and I think that the NBC, uh, or anybody, you know, the national broadcast, I think they missed the boat with that kind of a, with that story. That'd be, a, that's a nice, that's a cool story. Now, granted, nobody, a lot of people, fans, nowadays don't know who the hell he is. I mean, other cities, everyone knows who Thornton is. And, you know, I, I want to say Pierre Lebrun was kind of the first one to front the story. Yeah. You know, going into, yeah. I don't know if it was going to the playoffs or going into to this I, round. but I first but the, read I think, the story going yeah, to this round. Yeah, the Canadian media, I think, is is helping to drive this just because he's, you know, he was such a dominant player coming out of junior and everybody thought, you know, he was going to have this long, illustrious career and, and push for points, uh, uh, records. And, you know, he's, he's been a, a solid player, probably a Hall of Famer when all is said and done. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. that yep. a lot of this, a lot of the conversation might be driven by he wins the Stanley Cup. He's a no doubt Hall of Famer. Well, and he, he won it in 2016, or he had a chance to win it. In 16. So, I mean, it's not like he's always never been to the finals. He's had this long career. He's, you know, he, he had a chance two years ago. And, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a fine story for the people of San Jose. I mean, yeah, we, no, that's we, fine. We were all, I get that. Yeah. We were all on the um, the Teal Town podcast last week, and they're even selling shirts that says win it for Jumbo. I mean, it's a, gr- it's a great story for them. But, yeah, for the national right. media to be picking up on this so much, I mean – not even and listen. I, I, are you related to a Keith Price there, Mister Kurt? I am. Oh, there he is. Winner for St. Louis. Yeah, he's right, right there in the YouTube. Winner for St. Louis. Just, the entire city. Yeah, fifty-two and years. I mean, yeah. and, and let's face it. That's exactly what the storyline is here. Is yeah, you have one team. You could say win it for Joe, and 
yeah, win it for San Jose because they've never won it either. But good lord, St. Louis, 1967. This team has this is this team hasn't even been to the finals since what 71. So I mean, I, come on, like the story here is win it for the the team with the struggling fan base. And a lot of people, uh, San Jose and St. Louis, as far as the team goes, have had a ton of parallels. Uh, the, they've had some great teams, never really went anywhere except for San Jose in 16, uh, went to the finals. But they, they had the same kind of deal. They were the frustrated fan base. They had some great teams. They never went anywhere. Um, I get that. But you know what? We've been doing it for a whole hell of a lot longer. <laughs> so it's, it, we, we, we get it first. Thanks. Yeah, that's the way I see it, too. Yeah. So, and... Uh, Oh, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say my last point on on this conversation at at this time is that um, they may have to win it for Joe with him watching from the press box after his game last <laughs> oh, night. <yeah. laughs> he, <laughs> he looks so slow. God. Um, I was going to say uh, I think it was last year. Uh, it was right before Kelly Chase announced he wasn't going to be broadcasting anymore. Um, Tim McKernan had him on his show on his on his podcast, not on the on TMA. And McCarnan went on a rant about that, about how he wishes the Blues would win it, and he hopes that Kelly Chase is a part of it because he is such a yeah. a St. Louis guy now, and he's he's embraced the Blues. I and mean, the Blues are his life since he's retired. Well, obviously when he played too, and so for for the Blues to win it, there are so many stories like that. Kelly Chase, Bernie Federko, I mean, these guys have stuck around the organization hoping that one day they'll be able to see a Stanley Cup coming to St. Louis. So there's a lot of stories here that the media could be pushing with uh, former Blues players. I'm trying to uh, listen to you, Jeff, while I watch the tail end of the uh, yeah, but over. the Bruins beat the uh, Hurricanes here. Yeah, it's going to be a sweep. <clears throat> God damn it. Three, 3-0 uh, Bruins. They just, yeah, uh, we're on delay probably, but they, yeah, there's one. Uh, God damn it. Oh, wow, I'm at, I'm at 50 seconds left. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> This seems to be the story every week. <laughs> what do you What are you watching the game on? What, what are you watching it through? Uh, it's a uh, streaming app that I use. Oh, okay, so we're, I'm using uh, the NBC Sports app. Hockey dot ru. <laughs> no, it is it is not that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blues Hat says why exactly? I assume that's uh, referring to the uh, beret, the parody of the Prince song Raspberry Beret, the blue beret that uh, you sport. Bad joke. Uh, Doug, uh, Doug in the YouTube chat says DirecTV. Yeah, we know Doug. We know DirecTV is like the best for all sports. We get it. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. I used to have it. I loved it so much, and I moved, and it's a better deal for me here. Yeah, it's so damn expensive. It it, it is. I, I mean, I I bundled my stuff with you know Spectrum, so it, it was a lot cheaper for me. I'm a I'm a cord cutter, so I and I love it. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, maybe sometimes I'm a little behind on the play, but. Uh, it's worth it for the hundreds of dollars I save every year. Mr. Blues Hat says, bad joke. He did it anyway. Yep. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, he tweeted it. Without bad jokes, you would not have reference to... Uh, oh, there it is. Nice. Without bad jokes, you would not have reference to uh, to know what a good joke is. So you're welcome. That was deep. You like that? That, that was. <laughs> deep thoughts by Jackie and uh, game one, Sharks. Uh, Blue, Sharks win this one six to three, uh, with the sixth one being an internet goal. Uh, coming into the first two games in San Jose, the Blues. We talked about this. Uh, what Jeff mentioned, the Blues had the common mindset 
that every team has uh, when they start a series on the road to get at least a split. That's that's what you always hear. It's true. You want to get a split, take home ice advantage away. That way, if you win one game in their building in the first two, then all you got to do is win your home games and you won the series. Easier said than done with how the Blues have played at home, though. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, unless you guys have comments on that, I wanted to talk about where I watched this game Not really. on a Saturday night. Where did you watch this game uh, on Saturday night, Jeff? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I, uh, I actually went to the Blues watch party out at um, uh, Ballpark Village. And uh, that was a lot of fun. They had a, uh, oh gosh, some terrible names. Carly is that her name? Yeah, Carly laughs. Is the uh, what's that's her Twitter handle? What's I don't Twitter know Twitter handle? Name. Yeah, um, she was there. The uh, the guy in the the blue jumpsuit uh, with the with the horn. He was there. Um, they had the the whole crew was there. They were throwing away T-shirts. Not throwing away. They were throwing out T-shirts. Not, they were just standing over a trash can throwing T-shirts <laughs> That's away. That's an odd thing to do. It was like, hey, we're throwing T-shirts away. There it goes. Oh, come on. We want those. What T-shirt was it? I don't know. Um, no, they were throwing. They were, so they were throwing out T-shirts to everybody. And my wife actually caught one. And I, yeah, I caught one earlier this year at a game. And I remember it just, you know, it was just a plain white T-shirt. I think it just said, like, it was some dental company. And it just said, let's go blues on it. Which is fine, you know. I mean, it's a free T-shirt, but this one, Bill, you you would appreciate it. I should have worn it for the show. Um, it was a blue style ho- uh, soccer jersey, mm. and it had the the blue and, and yellow stripes, and uh, it was actually a two XL, but it fit me just fine, even though I typically wear an L. It was a smaller two uh, XL, right? It was. It was, it was, it was a smaller Asian two XL. It was, a, it it was, was an Asian. I, I put on a European there, European two XL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I did that. I, no, bought I, a, I bought a soccer jersey when I was in Europe, and uh, I didn't like. I was, oh yeah, just I, the size. Oh no, that mm-hmm. thing was tiny. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've uh, bought a couple off. Well, I've I've bought one and was gifted another that were both bought off of. Um, AliExpress and yep. similar websites, sure. and right. they, yeah, extra large came to like uh, American medium. So yeah. those Great. don't get worn. Those are frame worthy. Yeah. From the frame. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff, you were saying. Oh, I was saying, it was just a, it, the whole event that they had was, was awesome. Uh, so if you, Especially on a week. I mean, for me, that's the reason we went because it's it's hard for us to do it during the week, especially with having a six year old at home. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, ever can make it out to one of the watch parties the Blues are having, uh, that was actually a great time. I mean, they lost. Obviously, it was upsetting. Uh, oh, you're giving away the show. A- We're going to tell people they lost eventually. Oh, great. Oh, I know. Great. I gave it away. For Everybody those who haven't seen the out. game. <laughs> But no, it was uh, it was it was great. So yeah, if you haven't been out to a Blues watch party for the playoffs, I recommend making it out there. Uh, Keith in the YouTube chat says, uh, "When did you go to Europe?" I went to Europe in two thousand five. Don't act like I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually there. <laughs> uh, I remember that. I went with like, Chris. Remember, I went with Chris. Uh, Chris, Katie, Teresa, me all went. We're all divorced now. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the trip. You guys, you guys are actually divorced, and you remarried each other's partners, right? No, that have been and then divorced again. That have been really weird. Um, Jones uh, stops twenty to thirty-one in the game, and at the time, uh, and San Jose improved to seven and two at home so far this postseason. 
Bennington stopped 19 and 24. Not a good stat line, but uh, you know, I personally, I mean, feel free to disagree. I don't think his stat line was indicative at all of, of how he played. Um, and no, the- there was uh, um, Art Lippo actually uh, put a tweet out that it was uh, who was it? I don't remember who it was somebody in the national media wrote a story. I think it was for Sportsnet. You guys probably saw it talking about how uh, Bennington isn't just like a one hit wonder. He's not the next Andrew Hammond. And in the in the article, he wrote basically that Bennington had a horrendous game one. And I thought, nah. And, and Art Lippo said the same thing. Like, uh, were you watching the same game? Like that's, he, yeah, it was yeah. Frank Saravalli. That's that. I that's yeah. That, that's I. That's somebody who was just maybe didn't watch the whole game and just looking at the box score because the box score says, oh yeah, he had a bad game. But that's not the case. Uh, yeah, Blues' defense was atrocious. Yeah, One of the worst yeah. we've seen this entire playoff, and that's saying a lot. Right. Not that Bennington, you know, is a complete product of his defense. He's not. I, I honestly, clearly, one hundred percent believe that we have the better goalie in this series. Oh yeah, and you know what's interesting that in and not to uh, well whatever in uh, Schwartz's goal in game two. First one, uh, first goal they had. Uh, that it wasn't a bad goal by any means for Jones to give up, but it was a goal where he came out challenged and he just got beat. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was a goal that uh, Jones is not going to stop. He's just, I mean, it was a good shot, but it, but, but where was Jones' glove? Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I get it, but it, I just, I just saw, I mean, he didn't even come close to stopping. It wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere. It wasn't within a mile and a half of that goal of that puck. So I just I that, that, okay, that that's the Jones because he hasn't been his numbers this series haven't been very good. No, so I mean he's no he was he was really good in the uh, games you know after game three in the Vegas series right. and he was really good uh, in the Colorado, Colorado yep. series, but so far he's pedestrian. Yeah, and and the Blues are, know, yeah right I agree and the Blues had a like you said a shitty defensive effort in game one. And then they dominated defensively in game two. I'll, I'll run down the goals real quick here on on that went on Bennington, and uh, and we can talk about them uh, if you want. Uh, first goal, two on one after potential gets knocked down at center. Uh, it was well executed two on one. Edmonton, I didn't fully take the passing lane like he should have, and it was an easy pass. Uh, for Nyquist to make uh, to Couture for the one timer. Is that the one where he was down on his knees? Yeah. Yes. It, it yeah. looked like he was trying to do a standing fetal well, position. He didn't. He didn't. He basically took himself sense. out. Of, he took himself out of the play. He didn't take the pass like he should have. He kind of went more towards a shooter and left the the winger wide open for a one timer. Right. It was a good pass, mm-hmm. and they nailed it. So I mean, it, that was a that was a bad. I didn't like the way uh, Emerson put that at all. Right. No, I, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, you you mentioned that that he kind of went towards the shooter. If he fully commits and says, I'm going to go to the guy with the puck, still not the right play to make on a two-on-one, but at least he's doing something. Right. I feel like he just did everything incorrect on that play and gave Bennington zero chance to make a save. Yeah, I, I didn't like Petro stepping up on that play, putting himself and in a bad down, position yeah. to get knocked down, yeah. two-on-one back the other way. But yeah, Edmondson, like, I, I feel like I feel his positioning was off the entire way, and he he probably got to a position to a point where he felt if he laid down, the puck would just go off of him into maybe. The net. But he was too he was too deep, right. and he didn't lay all the way down. Right, and <laughs> it's, so. he he got stuck in between. Yeah, and you know, like I said, looked kind of like he was trying to do the fetal position 
while standing up and it just didn't work. Yeah, let Bennington take yeah, a I shooter. Mean, the, that's, the whole that's... point of laying down is to take up more ice. And when you go down on your knees like that, you're not doing that. The uh, second goal, uh, Bennington made a fantastic pad save. Uh, but Pavelski's amazing hand-eye coordination came into play as he batted the puck out of midair once and then twice. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> I and so and then that uh, the the first save was amazing. Five on three, yeah, and, yeah, five on three, uh, and because it was a five on three, he had time to you right. know uh, to get shoot two, and then to uh, right. get two bats out of midair right. without getting touched. So that was just you know you can't you can't give him five on threes. I mean their power plays, their power play in the playoffs has not been it's been about like the Blues. Uh, about the same, we talked about this uh, the, in the uh, show uh, with uh, the Sharks guys. They had um, a slight advantage. Yeah, about one percent, eighteen point three to like seventeen point something. Yeah, so about the same. So uh, LeBlanc's goal, the third uh, goal for San Jose, was a uh, high danger scoring area chance uh, in the slot that went through some legs and in. Myers' goal was a turnover the blue line uh, by Pareko. Meyer comes in with speed, walks Bowmeister wide, and then does the one handed drag against the grain move that uh, makes. I don't care if it's a good move or not. The goalie always looks terrible on those plays. Yeah. So I mean that that's that's one you'd like to see Bennington not fall for. But I mean whatever. A lot of speed. Yeah. In, yeah. And it was right. a, it, he actually was, it was actually a really good move to pull off uh, based on the angle he came in at. Yeah. Because Bennington's sliding over to cut you know cut, to cut to, to, to take away his speed cut across. Uh, Meyer's second goal of the game was centered from uh, behind the net and goes off Dunn's skate and behind Bennington, which. At that point, you're like, well, this this game is not going to go our way. I mean, right. It wasn't already, but that was just icing on the cake. Right. It's like, yeah, we're not. This yeah. is we're not getting the bounces. No. Fluky goal goes in like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, just you know, cut your losses, come back for game two. And the only goal, the only goal I would say he could have had was maybe LeBlanc's goal, uh, where he cut to the middle that went through some legs, but it was a good shot. Um, certainly no softies. I don't think I mean, that's weird to say. You allow five goals and uh, the one into another, but. I'm not. I'm not trying to be an apologist. I'm just trying to be a realist here about you know just you know the the I mean, goal. We, you know you you said high danger scoring area. It was through a screen, but I I thought out of all of them, that was like the leakiest because it it, it got through the arm and blocker. Yeah, or it beat the blocker. Right. It just I don't think he saw it right away. Right. I don't think he did either. But it, it's one that we've seen him say. It. Right. No, I agree. And 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 he's made saves. Right. He made it, saves like that. In game two, he made a save like that. And Through, if that's it, the one goal that we can find possible fault for, right. yeah. it's interesting because that kind of play, when they have that that on ice camera that shows the shot go through legs, and you see it's it's labeled for far post, and you see the blocker come out of nowhere and just stab at it, and, and, it, and it makes a save. It's like that's that that's Bennington. That's what we were used to seeing from him, and he didn't off that time so no and we you know that's that's kind of the the point that i think a lot of people were making you know we we've said it on this show that when, when jake allen was struggling you know you kind of want your goalie to step up and make a big save when the the opportunity arises to to kind of put the team on his back yeah maybe bennington didn't do that this game but he did make some pretty good saves throughout the game he really kind of kept the blues in it i thought in the second period before things kind of the wheels started to fall off um but it's just, you know, you can't expect your goalie to come up big like that and all, all the time. We'll talk about game two. I thought uh, that was a great bounce-back performance for him, which we'll get into in a minute. But, um, yeah, for those people saying, you know, well, you were saying you want Jake Allen to come up big in those games, 
yeah, you want Bennington to come up big, but you know, again, there wasn't a fluky goal in no. well, fluky in terms of Bennington's fault. Uh, I thought that entire game. The the goal that Rask allowed tonight was a softer goal than any of the ones that Bennington allowed right. in game one. And and Jesus, somebody better hurt Rask before the finals because <laughs> oh, he's not giving up goals right now. No, he's been good. Although, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be uh, fair. They just saw the replay, that uh, that one-timer uh, right to left. that yeah, uh, They slaving. put it back into him. I mean, oh, they had, oh, yeah. he had oh, yeah, half yeah. of the shoot at, right. and they put and, it back into him as it came across. Yeah, yeah. So that was a missed opportunity. That was that. I don't know. I didn't see. Fetchnikov or, I didn't see who shot or somebody. It. Yeah. Just bad. But yeah, bad in, shot making. In game one, turnovers and poor puck management uh, combined with the Sharks burying their chances made for a rough game one for the Blues. Uh, Meyer, Couture, Nyquist uh, combined for eight points, four goals and four assists. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, we lost six to three to Winnipeg in Game Three, Round One, and look how that series turned out. So it is what it is. You learn from it and you move on to Game Two and you be better. Uh, after this game, Bartuzzo uh, said to the media, "I guarantee you, we'll be the better team Monday." Well, so, that's interesting. You mentioned that, Kurt. Is there a reason for that? It is because we're going to talk about Game Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's called a segue, It Jeff. is called a segue, God Jeff. Damn. My goodness. <laughs> That's, you, and I was setting you up to further explain the segue, if but you, it didn't work out. If you, well, I was going to, but then you just kind of just spoiled it for everybody. Now, you don't have to. You ruin the segue by saying, what a great segue. <laughs> well, now you're really ruining the segue, but continue to talk about the segue. <sighs> I used to want a segue. They were yeah. like, remember $10,000 the first came out? Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, they, they were super expensive. And now I don't think they are. They're not a thing anymore. Now they're nerdy. No. Now you just need a bird scooter. Oh, those are cool. Like Scott Oak. Bird and uh, bird Scott Oak from Lime. CBC. Was, uh, he was on one of those, and uh, David Perron tweeted a picture of Oh, it. really? Yeah. I uh, I was at the art museum today in St. Louis, and I, I saw a few scooters scooting around. I've been on them before in St. Louis. They're, they're fun. Hey. Yeah, we, I used to work downtown, and uh, um, I used to see him every now and then. Kind of cool. You pay a buck, and you get the—that's how you start it. You get a buck to to use it, and then you pay per half mile or whatever it is. Um, Blues were better in game two. Um, I, I think they still had some issues with turnovers and missing on the puck, but uh, more than you like to see. But they did a much better job of recovering from those turnovers and mishandles. Uh, and Bennington chipped in with a number of big saves. So. Um, and we get on the board first. Schwartz, first period, two and a half minutes into the game, uh, finds a soft spot in the Sharks' D, and Tarasenko finds him. Not by accident, like Milbury said on the air, because he on the replay, they said, oh, yeah, Tarasenko found him. Well, he found him by accident, or you know, didn't mean to. I'm like, well, the fuck he did. He, 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 he was passing to Schwartz, and, and Schwartz made a nice play, uh, pulled it off his skate, and then uh, uh, picked a corner on Jones and scored. Why the fuck is yeah, Mike Milbury doing in-game commentary? <laughs> I don't like, know. He's why, not is good. He, why is he doing color commentary? He gets games wrong. He gets names wrong. He, I, I was watching the highlights. Every NBC to refresh for the show, right. and every he, NBC announcer does that. He called. He called. He called uh, uh, Petrangelo, Bowmeister, and he, yeah. he did it a few times. Yeah. Just got the wrong names on on replays. Yeah, it was just yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand the on accident comment at all. Like at first when he said it, I thought, okay, maybe you know, I must not have seen something. But then I watched the replay again. I'm like, that's a pass. That's a great pass. It was a great to look. Schwartz. Maybe he thought he was he was like passing someone else, and it hit off the defender's skate and went to to Schwartz, which didn't happen. It was a good play. Um, 
maybe Tarasenko's from shorts best too. Play of the like, he definitely <laughs> he definitely started this game very well. Skating, he back checking, he was great in the defensive zone. The shift immediately prior to the goal, yeah, it was it was. I thought he was playing very well. So fuck you, Milbear. Mr. Blues Hat says, is it on the agenda to talk about the mouth pleasure that NBC is giving the Sharks? Um, uh, yeah, well, we're, well, of course. Well, of course we're going to talk about that. We can talk about it now if you want, <laughs> since we're talking about Millbury. Um, I um, thought, I've always been of the opinion that the whole, the announcers or the, or the, or the analysts hate my team thing is way overblown, hugely overblown, because you hear it from every team. If you go on social media, right. on forums, right, and you read the other teams, what they're saying about the game, they're saying the same damn things that Blues fans are saying about the, the broadcast crew, saying how much they want the Blues to win. Right. They're, oh, they're, they're so anti-Sharks, and they want the Blues to win this series. You can just obvi- It's obvious that you can tell. And I'm like, well, n- nobody likes nobody ever likes the broadcast team in any sport ever. So, I, But now with that said, <laughs> um, I've had some issues with the, some things they've been saying just from being inaccurate. It's not so much that I think they're being biased necessarily. Uh, I just don't like the inaccuracies. I don't like the mispronunciations of names. I That's that's something that, that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're going to be calling a game, you have to know the names of the players. I mean, especially at this level, the fact that it's the third round, there's only four teams left, you're covering one series, it's your job to go to the media relations guy or go to the, the rink announcer and say, Hey, how do I say this guy's name? If you don't know, and they're obviously not doing that or they're not listening. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. The thing that, that, that bothered me, I'll admit I'm with you, Kurt. I normally don't let this kind of thing bother me. Um, I just, whatever. Uh, I did take offense to Pierre Maguire's comments after the game. Would he pulled Robert Bertuzzo aside and, you know, it's it's people know the the spot that he puts players in where it looks like he's basically giving them a hand job. Um, and, you know, Robert, uh, oh, big game winning goal there. Not typically what you do. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like that's to me, that's an insult. Now I know Bertuzzo handled it professionally and probably didn't even think anything about it. Same thing with um, uh, Kendall Kendall Coin when he said the stuff to her. Um, probably didn't think about it in the moment, but it's just, it's, it's come on, man. Like you're a commentator for the sport. Like that's the most ridiculous thing to say to a player when he's done with a game, just had one of the best games of his career. I know, I know what he meant. I just think he just said it asinine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think everyone knows that, that Bartuzzo is not a goal scorer. This is his first playoff goal ever. In game two, and it's is is as uh, the only other the, his last playoff goal came for the Kissner Rangers in two thousand seven. <laughs> so that's that's been a while. Um, Man, that I was I was four years old when that happened. I was uh, I had been I had, you just got back from Rome. I just I had two years back from Rome. Yeah, <laughs> Rome and Italy. <laughs> uh huh. Paris. Married your second wife. Right. Uh, my f- future ex-wife. Yeah. The uh, uh, okay. So second period starts. Blues up one nothing. Blues take a two nothing lead. When uh, Dunn shot from up top gets through traffic and beats Jones blocker side. 
Uh, Blay helps out with a big screen in front of Jones. Uh, Blues two nothing. Uh, things were looking pretty good. I don't. And I don't think the Blues were. You know, they they hadn't had a lot of shots at this time. They had like I think seven shots at the time. That was their mm-hmm. seventh shot, I think it was. Uh, so they were opportunistic in their chances. Uh, in, but to be honest, uh, both teams didn't have a lot of shots in this game until later. Uh, the Sharks especially. I think uh, what midway through the third period, the Sharks had less than twenty shots for the game total. So, I thought I thought both teams looked sloppy mostly to open this game. It really wasn't until the latter stages of the game, uh, maybe even you could make the argument the second half of the second period, um, they just passes incomplete turnovers. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, people are bitching about the Blues is turn Blues turning the puck over. The Sharks were turned over in the neutral zone a ton. I mean, this was just not a good gameplay to, to open the game. I thought the I thought the Sharks had the better uh, zone time than the Blues for yeah the first half of the game my first period at least mm-hmm. um they were they had i mean and i think they outshot the blues in the first period by a couple one or two something like that but it wasn't a lot it was like seven to eight or something like that so um but yeah i i thought the sharks were slightly outplaying the blues uh and the, but the blues were up to nothing um and then uh, the blues go on the power play and Petrangelo happens. <laughs> um on a phantom interference call uh which after it was right for Dunn's goal too, uh, like thirty seconds after something like that, where uh, the Sorensen was called for interference on Edmonton. Edmonson, and you just pulled an NBC Sports. I corrected myself though. Yes, because it was McGuire called Edmondson Edmonton <laughs> really, like three or four times in no, the third period. McGuire would say Petra Edmondson. That's what he would say. <laughs> Petro Edmondson. Petro Edmondson. Um. So you know, I, I, I Blues fans felt uh, you know lucky to be on the power play here. Okay, wow! If we go three nothing, and that third goal is on a, a, a power play that should not even happen, that's kind of cool mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as Blues fans go. But, but that's just too much to ask. Yeah, and then right off the bat in the power play, they win the face off, and you, you, the puck goes to the point, and then. Petrangelo just stick handles and then tries to pass against the grain blindly. I, I don't know what he was doing. I, I mean, he, but he does that. That's right. what he does. And, and I, he, it's, that's why he shouldn't be on the power play. No, and I, I've, I've, we've said this. We've talked about this on the show a lot. I, 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 Pareko is should be your number one power play uh, blue liner. I, 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 there's, there's no – it's not a question. Um, but, but, but Petrangelo does that. He – he is the most up and down player, um, I think, as far as like uh, brain farts go or mistakes at the blue line, because he can make fantastic plays, but then he'll sprinkle in shitty plays like he just made in this game, and it was a bad one. Um, and it, it, he sprinkles them in just enough to where you're like, "What the fuck? You know, what are you doing? You, you were supposed to be a Norris caliber defenseman a couple of years ago, and it's just not. He's, he's good. He's good. He I, I, he's good most of the time, but. He does that kind of thing too much. Bonehead. Yeah. Boneheaded right. plays. Boneheaded plays. And he knew it, too. Broke his stick over the goal after the goal was scored. Went to the bench. He was he was pissed. And I'm like, good. Be pissed at yourself. That was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Terrible I, play. I texted, texted with you guys during that and said he always seems to look for option number two. Well, he's, he's predictable. Yeah. I, and I don't and, even think I don't even think it's an option one, two thing. I think it's like, okay, I'm going this way. I'm going to fake that way and then go that way. 
Yeah. He telegraphs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. I, don't, I don't think I don't think he has two options. I think he has one option in his head. He's going that way, but he's like, I'm gonna. Uh, he doesn't sell it. Yeah, doesn't well, sell option one enough. Handle the puck and then go that way. Go the other way. Like handle it. I maybe. feel. I feel like he. He shows before, like when if there's like a tic tac toe passing play on the power play, I feel like he really does give off his hand on where the puck's gonna go after he touches it. Like he, like if uh, Tarasenko slides it back to the point, he's already got his body positioned to shoot it over at the other end, uh, over to you know Perron or whoever's there on the other point, and he's always telegraphing to where these players are able to pick up on and say. Oh, hey, look, Petro's going to go across the green here. And yep. that's exactly what Couture did and burned him on it. Jeff Erdman in the YouTube chat said that Petrangelo almost took out Benner with that stick break. I noticed that. Yeah. He, he's, he, he swung it against the left post, and that blade went in the net. Like, you know, you, you swing your stick against the post, and that stick snaps off and goes flying 100 miles an hour. And it, uh, yeah, Bennington was in the net. <laughs> that's why I never understand that about players. I mean, I, I've, listen, I've been mad. I, just a couple weeks ago, I got really mad and, I've banged my stick on the on the boards. I've never done it over the goal, just because of the uh, the chance, the off chance that you're going to hit a player, a goalie, like, do it against the boards. What the hell? Do you have to do it over the crossbar? Well, being a forward, I'm rarely around the goal, our own goal, when a goal is scored. Yeah, you've never crossed the red line, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm cherry picking across. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, uh, two line offside pass in our league that we played in. Uh, but no, I, and I, so I, I, I was a big stick slam against the boards and glass guy. I, the glass a lot. I do that a lot. Yeah. And it, that was made a nice sound. <laughs> Bill, were you a, uh, were you a slam the goal stick over the, the crossbar kind of goal? <laughs> uh, goal posts. Goal posts. Goal posts. How many sticks have you broken in your day, you think? Um, Ballpark. I don't, let's, let's go over to my garage and count them. I still have <laughs> most of them. I don't know, probably, probably, I don't know, 15, 20. Wow. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, that was all from three games. I, you know, um, the, the breakaway that when Petrangelo uh, tried to back check and catch up, he was he was right he was he was a step behind him half step he was right there he could have made it he could have took a penalty he could and I'm not trying to be hindsight here I, I thought this when it was happening I'm like we got two nothing lead it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to to slash stick it out of his hands or or slash, whack him good to switching a shot off so okay we lose the power play still have the two goal lead I I was. Right, that's our, our power plays going so well, you know. Right, decline the power. Sure, play, right. Take the penalty, but uh, he he makes a he makes a, I don't know what he was doing. He kind of took a stick swing, a swipe at uh, maybe trying to to hit the. He didn't do anything really. Kind of took a swing with the stick and then peeled off of Couture, and then uh, basically giving Couture the opportunity to make it. And and then it was a weird backhand that went through uh, Bennington's legs. Bington looked weird on the save too. It was just he got pushed in the net a little bit or slid back in the net. It was an awkward goal. Potential looked stupid on it. Um, just the, the whole the up at the blue line and all the way down the ice and then at our goal. I thought Potential looked terrible on that play. The the whole way up and on the ice. Yeah, I mean it, it's uh, yeah you're right. I mean at that point every coach would tell you just take the penalty. I mean yeah. you're right. Like he watching him, he's. Right on him almost the whole time. I mean, yeah, he peels off a little bit there, but he's on him the whole time. Hook him down, slash his hands, do whatever you have to do 
any coach will tell you, yeah, just take the penalty there. Play the body. And he did nothing. He, he did nothing. He didn't play the body. He, he, he had an opportunity to give him a whack and, and check him. He didn't do either. I, I don't, he didn't even play the body at all. I don't know what. I, I mean, right as he's stealing that puck, first of all, you, you have to be aware that Logan Couture is on the ice. So right when he intercepts that pass before, I mean, when he's at your blue line, take, take him, him down. down. There's a, yep. I mean, you're not going to get a, a penalty shot there. You're right. just going to get a penalty. Just do it. Uh, I see uh, Couture then scored two minutes later on a breakaway, five hole in Bennington after a turnover by the Blues at the Sharks' blue line. Uh, Petrangelo couldn't get back in time on that one either, and it was a 2-2 hockey game just like that. Yeah. And yeah, I'll say, it was... I Go was, ahead, Bill. I was going to say, th- this was probably the cleanest I've seen Bennington beaten. I mean, just beat yep. him straight up five hole. Yep. And it was a hell of a shot. It sure had all the speed, all the confidence in the world. Um, yeah, I don't think Tukaras stops that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that's um, that's something that that I, I mean, we talked again. We we mentioned on the show. Um, you know, people always saying you can't blame a goalie on a on a breakaway. Um, when we used to complain about Jake Allen never making breakaway saves, yeah, you can. Um, and I, I'm not saying I blame. Uh, Bennington here, just like I never gave full blame to Allen on his breakaway chances. Um, breakaway shouldn't happen, but they do. That's a save Bennington needs to make. Um, he, I think he was expecting a high shot. He was setting himself for a high shot. Left his, uh, left his five hole wide open. Bill, go ahead and comment and tell me that I'm wrong, but that's the way I read his body positioning. And I, I, I'm not going to contradict you on Bennington. I think, I think Bennington was expecting a different shot there, but to be fair, to be fair, Jake yeah. Allen would have been on his belly before the shot even came. <laughs> That's true. Like why is, and then we'd be talking about why is he on his stomach? <laughs> yeah, right. But um, did you guys notice in this game though, that the sharks were going, trying to go five hole uh-huh. on him. They weren't trying to go high. Um, for the most part, I mean, I saw a number of chances where they tried to go five hole, um, because I, I, I think that they were trying something on him and it worked in this case. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I saw, I noticed that too, and it kind of surprises me because he seems like a goalie from what I've seen in the last couple months that he's pretty solid in the five hole. I mean, are you guys seeing anything different? Well, he's pretty solid. He's pretty he's, solid everywhere, but right. I but the, his glove positioning and how he challenges, he takes a lot of high stuff away. So yeah. I, I I'm and I'm maybe that's what they were thinking that they could beat him five hole, and yeah, they did. But it's a long series; they're changing it up. Sure, I just yeah. I just noticed it more than I mean, they hit when the opportunity and that 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 play where uh, Bennington, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Bennington played it oh, perfectly almost, where he just kind of just uh, stays compact, doesn't commit. Um, follows the guy across the top of the crease, curls over to the post, and he's waiting, 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 trying to wait Bennington out, doesn't do it, and he tries to go five hole again. And Bennington a bank. Okay, and yeah. and Bennington stopped it. Um, yeah. Great play by Bennington. Yeah. Fantastic to stay with him. Right, and I thought on that play, LeBanc had upper glove. Like I, I did too. If if he pulls it back quick enough and just I too, lets but, it go, he's he's got a problem. I did too. That's a tough shot to make though yeah, too. But That's, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. He he totally. I I mean, he would have had watching to, it before the game, and yeah, I, yeah. or before the show, and I, yeah, he totally tried to go five hole. And if he if he were to have beaten Bennington upper glove, he would have to tuck it 
way upper glove. I mean, it was because he's at that angle that right. where he's how close he is to Bennington and how his glove's out. It's he's got to go up really high. So that would have been tough. But yeah, I saw that too. Um, real, real quick, I want to just get back to this goal real quick. I um, and getting away from Bennington, talking about the actual team play. Now it was easy to look at the play and say that's on Alex Petrangelo again for letting Couture get that wide open. And yeah, you can definitely make that case that he again. Like, and I said this on Twitter, he needs to be aware that Logan Couture is on the ice. I mean, you're the number one defenseman on this team. You need to have your head on a swivel when, when Couture is out there and never let him have that kind of space, no matter what, especially in the 2-1 lead. But I will add that uh, that was just a poor breakout execution by the Blues. Um, there was a little bit of, I think, a change going on. Um, Jaden Schwartz got the puck and, and turned it over there. You got to get that puck deep. I mean, that's a situation where um, the Blues are, are obviously going to be rushing at least four in. Um, it, it's a design play, a break in like that. And again, I mean, I think Petrangelo is probably thinking, okay, Schwartz is going to lift it in and go chase it down. There's going to be a line change. I think Bozak was going off. Um, just poor execution by the Blues all around. And that's what led Couture to having the breakaway. Um, again, I know everybody was blaming Petrangelo, and it is partially his fault there, but um, altogether, uh, just a, a poor effort from the Blues on that play. 13 goals for Couture in the playoffs now. Um, so he is, and he leads the uh, Schwartz's second with nine. Yep. So, yeah, he's he is the clear Cons, yep. my favorite from the West, but Tuker asked. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times is a Con Smythe winner? Uh, Awarded to a team, a player from a team that loses in the conference finals. <laughs> I I don't know that that's ever happened. Has it? It's, it's rare. It is rare. It and is so, rare because that a a the Conn Smythe is awarded to a losing player. I mean, it it, it happens. Glenn Hall, Jaguar, Glenn Hall. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Who was it? Um, uh, the last time the Devils won, or no, the last time the the. When the Kings beat the Devils, didn't wasn't it like didn't Berdor get it? Somebody did. I don't know. No, you I, might be right. You might be right. That sounds that sounds familiar. But somebody not advancing past the yeah the conference right. Final. No, I, I was yeah, I was making right. a joke. That the Sharks aren't going to get past the conference finals. And I I picked up. <laughs> <on that. laughs> okay. I think it was two thousand. Ooh, I don't remember what year it was, but there was a year I remember Peter Forsberg was knocked out in the conference final. And um, his team, the Avalanche, and he still led the the league in points after the Stanley Cup Final. But yeah, nobody considered him for Con Smythe. That'd he be probably insane. got a voter too. But Doug uh, Doug in the chat says five times in history that a player from the losing team has received the Con Smythe. So, yeah, but they had to get there. They, right, they had to get to the finals. Right? And we're taking Doug at his word. <laughs> right, we yeah, assume never it's do correct. that. <laughs> this is the internet, so yeah. Um, yeah. I want to add real quick because uh, again, I know that a lot of there was a lot of talk about Petrangelo in this game. Um, I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but um, you know, a lot of people asking, and, and I know we're probably those people as well. Uh, why not sit a guy who's not playing well, right? Yeah. Well, Barubi kind of did right. in the third period, looking at his shifts. Yeah. Um, big five minute gap there. Yeah, yeah, he had a huge gap. It was um. You look at the, his third period shifts. Uh, he did play a lot late, which is fine because I thought he played pretty well in the third. A lot of stoppages. You know, he, he only played, he played a, what a, 
Well, they said a minute and a half. Uh, halfway through his third, he, he only played a minute and a half. Yeah, he only had two shifts in the first yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at, so he had a shift at 354. Uh, I'm sorry, 359. And then he didn't have another shift again for 750. Uh, so that right there is, is four and a half minutes ish. Um, and then, yeah. And then again at 851 was his next shift. So he's, yeah, he only had, I think, three shifts going through the, the first. Eight minutes of the third period. I mean, and, that's your number one defenseman usually gets a lot more than that, right? I, I think uh, so. So NBC didn't point this out during the game. So you know they're they're you know too busy flooding the sharks. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll go with I'll go with the the um, NBC hates our team narrative here. Um, but they they didn't point it out. I don't know. It, maybe there's an equipment issue, but maybe Barube is just wanting to go with Bortuzzo because I think Bortuzzo had three shifts during that span. Um, I was looking at the the shift chart um, website earlier, and Bortuzzo was had not only did he have the what turned out to be the game winning goal, but that huge block shot. Mm-hmm. That, yes. You know, it passed back to Burns, and he lets it go, and Bortuzzo blocks it, and Bennington that was fantastic. Up. That was fantastic. Uh, I and I, I remember standing because I always stand during playoff games, and I uh, and and a lot of regular season games. But Do your I, kids yell down in front. No, but, well, yeah, sometimes. But I'm like, I'm in my spot. Don't mess with me. I'm in my spot. You move. You're on the couch. You can slide across the other side. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I and I, I, I was, I was when that shot was taken, I was like, you know, my butt clenched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god, no, because uh, that looked like it was, that was a prime scoring chance, and it looked like it may have had a good chance of going in. Granted, Bennington did react quite well to it, but who knows if he got it. Um, uh, Bertuzzo happens in the second period. Um. He's at the point. This was fantastic. This was a beautiful. I, I can't. It, it's a, it's it's amazing what the playoffs bring out in players sometimes because this is just great. He's at the point. He dishes to Bozak, the puck to Bozak, uh, who's coming towards the blue line, uh, and then uh, Bertuzzo gets away from Thornton, who Thornton is covering Bertuzzo at this point. Um, which is it's sad that Thornton couldn't stay with Bertuzzo, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and 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 Bertuzzo finds a soft spot between the forwards and the defense, and Bozak uh, gives the puck to Edmondson at the other point, who then finds Bertuzzo cutting in the slot, uh, connects with that pass, good pass. Uh, who goes makes a move backhand top shelf on Jones? Holy crap! That was a yeah. good shot, and he had a perfect time. Yeah, I mean Man. when when you need a clutch goal from a defenseman. Portuzo is not the guy you're thinking is going to get no. it. He's he's been shooting the puck a lot more when he gets it, but that that's you know his instinct there to to understanding that Joe Thornton just had a very long shift and overexerted himself in his in the Blues defensive zone knew he could beat him to the net and took advantage of that. That was maybe we're going to. Uh, Bortuzzo, too much credit, say he knew he could beat him to the net, but I think he did. I <laughs> well, mean, it, it was a smart it, play. If if Ebenson had scored that goal, I'd been like, okay. I mean, because he has Instinct. some offensive instincts, right. and not a lot, but he's you've seen him pull a rabbit out of the hat more than a few times. With and He's got a shot, and he can pick a corner. 
Um, but yeah, to see Bortuzzo do it, it's like one of the last guys you'd expect that to, to pull off that move. Right. And Doug in the chat says, uh, it made me feel so good how he burned Thornton. I'm like, yeah, me too. Because it was like, oh, it's extra good now that it was Thornton that he smoked. Right. right. <laughs> it, 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 that, uh, yeah. Did you see the, uh, the thing, uh, who was Bo Bennett was, uh, yes. shared his text yes. conversation with Bortuzzo. I didn't put that. Did you see that, Jeff? Uh, no, I didn't. See I didn't it. see it. I didn't put that in the in the in the notes. The, the total bro conversation. <laughs> it was a text conversation between Bo Bennett and Bortuzzo before the game, or it was the, the it other was, day. It was over the weekend. Yeah, yeah about, about about Bortuzzo getting. He goes, "I know you're going to get in the game. I, it's going to happen. You're going to score a big goal. I just know it." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Bennett called it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Bortuzzo said, "I know. I know what you mean. It's going to happen." <laughs> that's awesome. No, and and that's and you guys mentioned that um, you know, you don't expect Bortuzzo to be the guy to make that play at the blue line. I love seeing a guy like that get a goal like that. I mean, not only is it just some, you know, back in the day you see Tony Twist get a get a just a a, a bad goal somehow, you know, goes off a skate whatever and you know, jubilation fills the the arena because it's like, oh my God, Tony Twist scored a goal. Not quite that. It's a little different because Bortuzzo definitely does have offensive instincts, but you don't expect him to make a play like that in a in a big moment like that. And I mean, let's face it. I know that Keith Jones was laughed about that he was saying, you know, oh man, what a big goal for for Robert Bortuzzo. Well, yeah, it was a game-winning goal. Yeah, it was a big goal. You're right. Um, but, I mean, let's face it. it the, the, the timing of that goal was huge. And for it to be Bortuzzo, I mean, that's a guy you know that his teammates root for. They all want Bortuzzo to get the big goal. They, He's a locker room guy. They all love him. And to see a guy who doesn't score goals score a goal like that in a big game, at a big moment, that's going to give you so much momentum. It's going to carry the team. And man, I just oh, such a great moment in blues hockey to remember that one. Um, I would mention earlier that the, his previous, the last game winning playoff goal or any playoff goal for Robert Bertuzzo was scored on March twenty third, two thousand seven, versus the Kitchener Rangers in a four to three win over the Sarnia Sting. And that info was courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, which we forgot to do the segment earlier in the show. I forgot. <laughs> we'll do it at the end of the show. Yeah. We're mixing it up a bit. Yeah, right. Jeff went first in the beer of the week, and now uh, we're doing the STL Blues history at the end of the show. Uh, you know, I, I, I glanced over it, but probably because there was only one item on the agenda today for today in Blues history, because there's not a lot of stuff going on this time of year in Blues history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have traded for a draft pick. Yeah, or, you know, or, or uh, signed a player, or, or not, or not, not signed a player, but uh, I don't know. Had a had a garage sale <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember doing a show last year, and that was one of the things mentioned. Was uh, this was the Blues garage sale day for like two years in a row? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then uh, we talked about the uh, the block shot uh, midway through the third period. Bertuzzo uh, may have saved a goal on a nice uh, setup that resulted in a one timer from the slot. Uh, it was it was Burns, right? Was it Burns? Uh, you said it was Burns. Okay. Burns or Carlson, okay. one of the two big guns from the point. Um, Pretty sure it was Burns. I think, I think the play was offsides. I think if oh, they I, had scored, yeah. I think that 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 they would have viewed it and they would have uh, called that goal back because I I at the time it a live happened. I'm like, ooh, that's offside. 
Yeah. It looked it looked like it was offside. It looked, it could have been easy. I recall. Not easy, but it was it close. Right. I thought, oh, it was offside. And then I'm like, oh, oh. And then they almost scored. I'm like, well, fuck. Well, and I went back and looked at it on the replay on the video afterwards, and the frame is missing. There's, you know, I slowed it down on, on the NHL.com video, and it goes frame by frame, and it doesn't get the point when the puck and the skate cross the line, but it looks like it was going to be offside. But it doesn't quite get that exact frame where they are. So I'm pretty sure it would have been offside. They would have gone to yeah, the blue we, line camera. I, and, yeah, right. And I was 100% sure that the Colorado Avalanche were offside in the last game of the year last year. Uh, and that was not the case. So either way, I'm glad Robert Pertuzzo did what he did. True. Yes. You yeah. play to the whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't put your hand up and say that's offside. You keep going. Oh, you play to the whistle. So, so when a goalie goes down, you're not supposed to shoot, right? Oh, that's just bad sportsmanship when you shoot when a goalie's down, right? You're right. You're right. You never shoot when a goalie's down. My God, right. that would result in a goal. Right. <laughs> Why would you want that? Yeah. Why would you want to score a goal? Alexander Steen and Jaden Schwartz are going to hell for what they did to Ben Bishop. Uh, Josh Webster in the YouTube chat says, the Celia by Bertuzzo was something you read about, which is basically just him screaming, which was awesome. Yeah. Gabe that was a primal story. yell. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Gabe Time has done a, a couple of uh, pretty funny things with that today. Uh, That's about... There'll be memes. Yeah, orgasm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orgasm I saw that. Face or uh, I think... Uh, um, Crosscheck Rays said uh, it was either orgasm or um, would you find uh, step on a Lego? Yeah, barefoot, yeah. barefoot step on a Lego. Barefoot yeah, barefoot Lego, barefoot Lego yeah. find. <laughs> yep. Josh Webb, uh, Webster also said uh, he put that to- top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Mm. Of uh, that's uh, that one of my favorite. I don't know isms like that is from I think it was NHL four. They had one where if you shot at top shelf, every now and then the announcer would say, and he puts it in the top cupboard where Norman keeps his mother. <laughs> that's it, that's pretty good. It was so weird, but because I didn't get it at first. And then I remember my dad heard it and was like, Psycho is, reference? Is he is he referencing Psycho? <laughs> he has to be. I'm Norman, like, mother? Oh, yeah, I guess he is. What other reference is there? That's funny. <laughs> Uh, with a few minutes to go in the game, uh, the Blues have a four-on-two, basically, after a poor decision by Justin Braun, who essentially takes himself out of the play when he skates right at the puck carrier, Petrangelo, who made a nice play here by dishing it off to Steen and taking a hit, right? Um, with only, So Braun does this with only one other sharp player back, essentially creating a three-on-one for the Blues, which so uh, Petrangelo dishes to Steen, who then spins and passes to two Blues players who are all alone, Sunquist and Barbashev in front. Sunquist redirects the uh, the pass on his backhand up and over Jones. Um, if you watch the replay here, um, Hurdle, who uh, was was he was not skating whatsoever. Um, I would take issue. I would take umbrage with that if I'm uh, if I'm San Jose's head coach, because if you watch him from the blue line all the way to the goal, Hurdle does not take a stride, and he's right behind. Sunquist. He if he takes two strides, he's able to tie him up a little bit or, or hook a stick or something. So he can get but he doesn't. And he just watches the whole time. And I'm like, wow. I think other teams uh, ha- other teams are not defensively responsible in their own zone at times too. Yeah. That's what happens. I think it's uh Sorensen. I could be wrong. There's another guy that comes in from the bottom frame. Yeah. He's not really skating either. And but his guy he he, he was I mean if the pass went to Barbashev, um 
Barbershop had like a step ahead of Sunquist, but yeah, I agree with you. I saw that too. But nobody was skating back. It was like they were just watching the play right. develop. And I mean, Steen, you know, one of his top three moments of the playoffs, drawing Vlasic away and throwing that pass back to the middle. I mean, Vlasic, Vlasic shut us down in 16, and he's he's definitely not playing at that level. But Steen, that, that's a hell of a pass. And, is, yeah. and again, Martin Jones yeah. uh, doesn't come up with a key save. When well, he, yeah. he could have, that, that's his a, glove again. Well, I would say I would say it was probably a tough one for him to Down read low. because I mean, does right. the, is the puck going to Sunquist or is it going over to Barbashev? He's like ah, you know, yeah. So it, maybe he thought it was going to Barbashev and he slid too far. I don't know, but yeah. but either way, you want to you want to talk about an accidental pass like we saw with the Tarasenko pass? <laughs> you might say the Steen one was a little accidental. Like maybe he's just saying, I know there's two guys there. I just got to get the puck there. Isn't but, that isn't I mean, that hat? Isn't that half the plays though in in hockey when you're yeah? You're, no, but I'm just saying for for Milbury's commentary to say it was accidental. Oh right, yeah, but that's true. I, but, but whatever. But it's not. It's not an accidental no. play. It's a beautiful play, and Sunquist is right where he needs to be. And like you said, I mean, Sunquist doesn't get it. Barbashev's right there. Yeah. And by the way, the other player skating back was uh, LeBanc. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought both I, LeBanc and Hurdle didn't do anything on that play. I thought the defensive zone coverage by the Sharks on that play was atrocious. Just bad decision after bad decision on that on that rush, and the Blues um, took advantage of that and burned them, which we've seen other teams do that to Blues in the past in the playoffs. So uh, tit for tat, it happens to every team. Don't you think it happens in the Blues, guys? Um, that goal came in a great time as San Jose was probably just about to pull Jones within the next thirty seconds or so to uh, for an extra attacker. So if that goal doesn't happen. Uh, San Jose uh, gets the extra attacker, uh, maybe the next rush up the ice, um, and then who knows? And then you know, and then we're all watching with clenched butts. <laughs> well, the uh, Blues have the one goal lead, and their uh, Sharks have the goalie pulled. Uh, that save Bennington made with his left arm at the side Ooh, of the goal oh, the, with the two the, goal lead, right? Well, the 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 two saves right I mean, but the pass save was the save? redirect right, right. oh Meyer, mask, Meyer mask, got mask. the redirect it was a mask save yeah, yeah. Mask and save. then he throws himself open and makes himself huge yep. and gets the rebound beautiful which is and he didn't see right. the other shot that hit him in the arm but the thing is with goaltending uh and i'm sure any goalie would agree that uh you play you, you play big you try and play as big as you can for when you can see the puck and when Jake you can't Allen see when you can't you. see the puck because if you play if you're if you're taking up as much net as possible and you, and you can't see the puck then obviously that's a better chance the puck's going to hit you and that's exactly what happened he played big he it was in the right position he was positionally sound on that particular play call it lucky if you want others call it positionally sound uh puck hit him in the arm right yeah that's yeah. that's what you want out of your goalie yeah exactly I mean, especially Especially this time of year, you want your goalie to have the confidence just to make the right play, and he did. I mean, that's exactly what you need out of a guy, especially a guy with his frame. That's why it's always shocking to me to see these big goalies. They don't know where the puck's at, and they're they're crouched, and they're on their knees, and they're down, and their shoulders are slumped. And it's like, man, you're a big guy. Just cover as much of the net as possible. And Bennington does that to a T. Uh, the Sharks got a uh, number of shots on Bennington in the last five to six minutes to bump their shot total up uh, 
but like I said earlier, they were under 20 shots for the game, uh, midway through the third period. So, um, the, the sharks went 15 plus minutes across the second and third period where the blues held the sharks without a shot. So that was, uh, that is impressive on so many levels. Reminiscent of game seven against the Stars. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think this is how the blues advance because Right now, they're not getting con- all the contributions offensively that they need, but being able to shut the other team down like that and just completely stifle them, that is so frustrating, and I think that that is the key to us making out of the conference final. And the Blues, you know, and people were are jumping all over um, the broadcast team saying that I don't – I'm not – given the blues as much credit for this game as they may have deserved. But I thought, I thought their analysis was pretty good as far as, cause they were talking about the blues mistakes and uh, the sharks not being able to capitalize on it. Um, I, th- I thought they were pretty spot on and the blues making a number of mistakes this game. They, they weren't, they didn't play a great game. They played much better in the first game, but I, they, they had a number of turnovers. The, uh, the, the, the puck uh, management wasn't great early on. We talked about them playing a sloppy game. Uh, early on, especially, but uh, I thought they did a much better job uh, covering up their mistakes for the most part. And Bennington uh, made a few really big saves, which I don't think the the broadcast team touched on at all. They talked about the the miscues, miscues and the mishandles. They didn't talk about the Blues, you know, uh, covering up and and responsibly in their own end after the fact. Like a turnover didn't end up with a with a grade A scoring chance for the Sharks most of the time. Well, and they so. also mentioned that, you know, and the, I think it was uh, it was either Keith Jones, somebody said after the game that the Blues, you know, stole that game or they got away with it or whatever way they worded it, lucky to get out of that with the win or whatever they said. And, yeah, you can look at that game in a nutshell and say, yeah, the Sharks for overall had some great pressure, had some great opportunities. Blues, not as much. But when you factor in that this game is played more than just offense it's played by defense and you know i know there's the old adage that defense wins championships but i mean yeah you look at that that stat you just said the 15 plus minutes where they didn't even allow a shot to the to the sharks offense one of the best offenses in the entire league and you know and there was times where the blues were hemmed in their own zone in there and the sharks never really got an opportunity to get the puck on net that's sound defensive play, and that's what's going to win you games. And that's why it's honestly shocking to hear some of these NBC announcers not call attention to that because they've been in the games. They know that sometimes a better defensive game, that's going to get you more wins than scoring four goals. You know, for the better part of the 15 minutes plus that the Blues held the Sharks shotless, the Sharks were trailing. So... Um, and this was late in the game. This was, you know, uh, late, well, real late second period, early third period. So the Sharks should have been coming hard right. to were, try and tie they, this game. And they, they, were, and they were. They were pushing. But the Blues kept Locking. them to the outside, blocked shots. They didn't let those shots get through. Um, and even the one and, and the first shot that they got uh, after the 15-plus minutes wasn't a great scoring chance. It was a easy save. So... I mean that 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 really I don't think uh, that should have been a bigger story of the game for the local broadcast guys. That should have been one of the things. The Blues won the game. Talk about why they won the game. 
uh, don't necessarily harp too much on the fact that uh, you think they may have stolen the game uh, because they weren't outplayed dramatically in the game. Well, they're, we're getting the NBCSN breakdown from oh. the studio guys right now of just how important Robert Bortuzzo was to this game. Because they scored the game-winning goal, and well, he—they're <laughs> I mean, they're showing. Sure, just, no. Oh, yeah, the big hit we didn't talk about. Right. That, that was a fantastic oh, hit. Yeah, big hits. He's he's pushing the play. Like I mean, he he set up the the done goal by cutting to the middle, drawing Thornton again. <laughs> God bless you, Jumbo Joe. Enjoy the enjoy at least one of these games from the Rafters. Oh, uh, they won't. They're not going to sit him. There's no way. No. They're winning it for Joe. They can't sit him. How, that would that would like kill I'm, the I'm entire okay with job. that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, I would. Uh, love, it's man, like, this is muted now. I'd, I'd love to hear what they're saying because uh, they're probably being a little more complimentary of the Blues tonight. I don't know. That looked like a shitty grid that Jonesy just had. Yeah. Maybe we're, we're, yeah. It's. I, I I mentioned this uh, to a couple people that we were talking to on Twitter about the shitty NBC Sports Network broadcasting. It's not even the bias that bothers me. It's that it's the it's the uh, how do I word this? Um, it's just the base level commentary that you get from these guys. There's no fluff. real breakdown. The fluff. fluff, yeah. You get surface fluff from these surface guys. level stuff analysis. Yeah, it's very surface level. And so I uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to have the ability to switch over to the Canadian broadcast. And uh, I would I switched over in the second intermission, and they were breaking down plays showing how the Sharks were able to get that goal because exactly what I mentioned before, that the Blues' breakout was bad and, and you know, they, they were able to turn it into a scoring opportunity and all these great commentary that, that I'm just like, okay, this is the stuff that I want to hear more. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's stuff I know, but it's it's some of it might actually teach me something, even though I've, I've been a student of the game since I was a kid. And then I switch back to NBC Sports and it's just, oh, yeah, uh, here's Logan Couture. He's quick, eh? Yeah, he's quick. I mean, come on. Like, they they appeal too much to the new fan. They need to realize that 99% of the people watching are there people who watch the sport. And it's just, ugh, it's just hideous commentary. You know, they, they did, I did uh, like what they said about Bennington. Say what you will about the, the broadcast team. Maybe, you know, if they don't give the Blues enough credit for this or that. Um, generally, they have been very complimentary of Bennington. Uh, for the most part, I I think they're kind of uh, they're kind of enamored by him too. But they all they, they did they did, they did this after the game last night, and they did it just now. They broke down a number of times where Bennington was playing the puck and how well he played the puck and how it really uh, thwarted the Sharks' forecheck efforts, which is true. Uh, he he didn't allow San Jose to gain possession of the puck in deep when they dumped it in. He constantly cut it off, played the puck up the boards, around the corner, uh, out of the zone. He cleared the zone himself one time all by himself. Then it was at this first game too, right? He cleared the puck all by himself out. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, on the on the PK. Yeah, and he actually flip her out the middle after they af, yeah after they uh, pulled their goalie. He had a chance to shoot for the empty net too. Right, a uh, real real brief and, window. And they Milbury was com, uh, complimentary of him, yeah. saying but you not, know, yeah, you know, you could see he wanted to do it, <laughs> but you know, he, he right. had the thought better and cover state it of mind not to do it. Yeah. So I, I, they, they, I, th- I think the they do enjoy watching Bennington. I, I get that from them, but 
but yeah, the the analysis of the in-game play and whatnot is just not. It really it's it's kind of what you hear on Bernie's show on uh, yeah. ESPN Radio. You ever what? I mean, I like I like McLeod enough. I don't. I mean, he's. I know he annoys some people, and I get it. But um, uh, but when when they talk hockey, it's all surface level. Just there's no in-depth analysis. It's just kind of like. Ugh. I feel like they're just. I feel dumber listening to the show. <laughs> now, Bernie's great for baseball. No, I love oh, and, and that's that, that's the thing because right after they talk hockey, they'll talk baseball and they get into it, man. They get in depth mm-hmm. with the lineups and the averages and the matchups, and it's fantastic. It's oh, it's like oh, it's really interesting. But then they talk hockey, and I'm like there's none of that. It's all like yeah, well, the Blues did a really good job of playing defense last night. And that's about it. It's fluff and superficial. <laughs> it's flush yeah. and superficial. It really is. And that just comes from not knowing what you're looking for when you watch a game. So Yeah. <clears throat> Probably hear them saying, I, I like watching hockey, but I can't follow the puck. <laughs> don't watch the puck. You watch the right, players. Right, Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. I I don't know how many conversations I've had like that around the office so far this year. I've I hear a lot too. I can't yeah. find the puck. I'm like, don't look for the puck. Oh, I'm not looking for the puck. And I when I lived in Dallas, that was the number one thing I heard from basketball fans. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what you should be looking for. Do you watch the basketball really when you're playing, when you're watching basketball? Not really. No, you're, you're watching, watching the, players. the players. Yeah, you watch the players. Well, watch where the players are going. That, you don't know where the puck is. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what do you think? Game three, tomorrow <sighs> night, seven o'clock. <sighs> Um, I am, you know what, I'm kind of like in the mindset where I was before game one. Um, it's a little bit later in the series, but I'm like, I'm not anxious for some, I'm not anxious. I, I'm, I'm curious to see which blues team is going to show up because you really don't know, uh, if it's going to be the good team, uh, the great team that we've seen for about three games this playoffs, um, three or four. Um, I, 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 I'm nervous about the, the the way they play at home. Uh, if they lose tomorrow, I'm not going to be pissed off necessarily, unless they lose in a way that pisses me off. Yeah. Um, but I, I could because then again, you win at home, then game four, then you're then you're okay again. So, yeah, it's I, I'm not I'm not going to be a bipolar fan this series. I, I can tell until it gets late, and then I'll be like, oh my god, the game five, six, seven. Then we're like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, game three, I'm still one one series. Uh, I like their chances. I mean, we're at home. Um, it'll be interesting to see how San Jose rebounds from losing that game because they didn't they didn't uh, get it, the job done at home. So losing home as advantage, we'll see how they come out. I, you know, the, uh, Josh Webster here uh, has uh, wow uh, Keith Price too. They're they're making some predictions here in the yeah I saw that chat that I don't really want to read out loud. <laughs> Uh, it's not game. Day. It's not during the game, so you can say it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just gonna say he doesn't <laughs> think Jordan Bennington will allow any goals tomorrow night. Um. So, as long as Bennington's not listening to this, it's okay. Again, this is <laughs> this right. is this is one of those superstitions that I think uh you know it is it applies only to the team. And it's it's one of those things that goes back to like you don't make a goalie aware that he's pitching a shutout right in the middle of pitching a shutout. <laughs> so you you just don't talk about it at all when you're on the team. 
It's it, it, it doesn't extend to commentators and fans. And John Kelly, I think, gets that because he trolls people. Why not? I know. I know. I think I think it bothers Pang though. Oh, it, to- <laughs> it totally does. Oh, it bothers Pang. I don't. I don't like. To, I don't like saying either. I don't like saying either because um, what's really funny is that in the first round against Winnipeg, uh, Hellebuck had a, had a shutout going, and I turned to my daughter, who's nine years old, and I said, uh, "Boy, Hellebuck's got a shutout going," and she looks at me and is like, "What's shutout? What's that mean? Shutout." And I, I forget that sometimes terms are lost on kids. They don't know what they mean yet. So I explained it to her. I'm like, why do you say that? Why do you, why, do you say, why, do you, why do you keep saying that? And I said, because when you say it out loud, then it, it, they're more, it jinxes them and they're more inclined to, to allow a goal. And so she starts saying it. And then I kid you not, 30 seconds later, we scored. <laughs> nice. And she looked at me. I'm like, see, it works. <laughs> and then she wouldn't shut up the rest of the every game. It's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I, I, I remember one time. I was playing in high school and uh, there was the other goalie who was, was had a shutout going against us about 30 seconds left. And I skated by him, you know, and that's always the, the other team does it all the time, you know, especially maybe at that age. Uh, I skate by the goalie and I just go, Hey, pretty good shutout so far. And he just shot me this death glare. <laughs> and then, I mean, not 10 seconds later, my team, what guy takes this wrist shot from the point, beats him clean. Nobody in front. And I just hear start hearing him yell, "Motherfucker, ponder!" <laughs> you know what? Uh, that happened to a game that uh, Bill and I are playing. And I think I think Keith was in goal in the YouTube chat. He was our goalie, my brother, and uh, I, I. And someone on the bench said something about Keith having a shutout, and Bill was on the rink. And then we allowed a goal like twenty seconds later, and Bill skates over and is pissed off. He goes, "Who the fuck said it?" <laughs> <laughs> That was I was like, yeah, that that happened. <laughs> yeah. I would be surprised if it happened more than once. <laughs> uh yeah. And some guys don't uh care about the superstition, others get pissed. It's a funny thing to watch happen actually. Watch it play out. Uh the Blues have stolen home ice advantage. Uh outshot the the Sharks outshot the Blues 26-25 in game 2. The Blues are now 6 and 2 on the road in the playoffs now. Have outscored they have scored the most goals of any playoff team left in the playoffs with 26. Uh, most uh road goals. Uh 0 and 5 on the power play in this game. Uh 0 for in the series. 0 for 6 so far. It'd be nice if in game 3 they were to get the power play going. And and they were negative on the power play because the, right. the shorty. So right. So so yeah, I think I think the Blues should take full advantage of having home ice and getting the better matchup against Couture. So I think that's got to be key. Like you've got to get your shutdown guys. You've got to get Pareko out against Couture and uh, not, not Petro. I mean, I, that, no, I agree. And, and so if they can take advantage of that, um, I think that's their best shot at winning game three, but I'm kind of expecting a loss tomorrow night. Uh, Keith says in the YouTube chat, I don't play with Bill anymore. Puck to the face 20 years ago, this November, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't playing goal that night, Keith. No, he wasn't playing goal. He was uh, he was playing with a broom ball helmet on. Right. <laughs> and it was a deflection. It wasn't a straight shot. It, and it went in, too. It did. You scored, Keith. Oh, Keith was playing D, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> I scored. You scored. I scored off Keith's face. <laughs> oh, God. That was nasty. That was one of the worst. So you guys, uh, guys want to hear uh, little statistics on Blue's all-time goalie stats in the playoffs? Yes. Well, 
Let me tell you, folks, we always joke about the Blues goaltending history here. Uh, Jordan Bennington is now tied for ninth in all-time wins in the playoffs, the Blues. Uh, also tied with Jake Allen. Uh, in a single series. Riendo. In a single series. What? Single a, a, single, a single playoff series. A playoff no, season. all-time. Right. Ninth overall all-time in playoff wins. I thought it was just this. I thought it was uh, in a season. This is all time. Okay. He hasn't gotten I'm looking to at. the point of okay. this year alone. I thought it was this year alone that that uh, well, he tied the record for nine wins in a because Elliot had nine wins when we went uh, in 16. Yeah, that's that's okay. You're, he, you're reading a completely different statistic than me. Okay, come on. Sorry. I'm saying on. that all time wins in the in the playoffs, the leader right now is Mike Liute and Greg Millen, both have 17. You're talking about most wins in a playoff, and he has tied other goalies for the record for the Blues. I'm talking all time. So every playoff year that they've played, he is so, ninth. So he's pointing out how few titles. Oh, he's ninth. You, I, okay. Okay. So he's ninth in, in terms of wins total. Yes. I total was, wins. I was reading the stat. This was his ninth win this playoff season. Which ties in for the most wins in a playoff season for the Blues. That's why I thought I thought you were saying the same thing because I saw the ninth. No, Never, my mistake. I apologize. I I knew you were getting that. That's right. why I brought this up. Right. Um. So yeah, he is ninth. Uh. And you guys want to take any shots at, at to uh to who's got more than him besides Leut and Millen, who I already named? Brent Johnson. Brent Johnson is not. Uh. Brent Johnson had five. That was that one playoff year, right? Yeah, this uh, we beat the Hawks in five. Yep, that year. Roman Turek. Roman Turek is number seven with twelve, actually tied for sixth. I'll just list off uh, real quick because I know this this could go on forever. Curtis Joseph was third with sixteen. Brian Elliott, uh, actually uh, Elliott's fifth. Grant Fuhr is fourth. Glenn Hall. Uh, Glenn Hall is tied for sixth with Roman Turek and Jacques Plant with twelve. And then that's when you get into Allen, Riendo, and Bennington. Riendo, yeah. Interesting. It's just funny that this kid's a rookie, uh, and he is already, if he wins, he is in sole possession of ninth, if he wins one more game. If he wins one more game, he's in sole possession of the most wins in a playoff season for the Blues. Yeah. Which is nuts, too. Oh, good Lord. He also uh, set the Blues playoff season record for road wins in the playoffs with six. And he has uh, his sixth road wins in a playoff series, ties the third most in NHL history by a rookie. Hextall has eight, Murray seven, and Boucher six. Oh, that year with Boucher, wasn't that with uh, the Flyers? I believe so. Petrangelo uh, records his 12th point this playoff season, last, last in game two. Petrangelo ties the Blues' playoff season franchise record for points by a defenseman. So as much crap as we give him, he's putting up points. Yeah. He... Uh, we saw the, the replay of the uh, Sunquist goal, and it was a nice, yeah, nice no. speed past this team. And like I said, he he does make a lot of good plays, but he but makes it's, a lot of but it's the it's plays. the it's the it's the bonehead stuff that gets sprinkled in too much. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't be doing. I mean, that's just like ah, and, and that's why I don't trust him out there uh, on the point in the power play, or you know when. But that's Pareko to me is. He's not perfect either, but nobody's perfect. But he's faster. He's 
He's uh, more skilled with the puck. He's just a, he's just got a, more, a better shot. I mean, a much better shot. The, the two shots he rang off the post, just little wrist yep. shots that he yes. got through. Keep doing that. You're going to score. He has much better offensive instincts. Yeah. Uh, he's just, yeah, just, I, he can recover. Right. He would have caught speed. Couture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I just don't. I, I bitched about it. this like a couple episodes ago, but I'm going to say it again. The thing about Petrangelo that drives me nuts is when they're hemmed in his own zone, in their own zone, and he just gets the puck, turns, and fires it out. Now, listen, I get it, you know, especially if the Sharks have a lot of pressure, get the puck out, that's fine. But constantly you see these other players just lift it to center so that way they can get a line change. Petrangelo just shoots it out as hard as he can, It's and sometimes there's nobody even on him. It's like, dude, just look up. Sometimes you have the time to make the play. I guarantee there are people on his team telling him, Bennington or, or whoever is out there with them, are probably saying, you know, time, 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 like we all do as players. And he's just firing it out and causing so many icings. It's frustrating to watch. What I look for in game three is for the Blues to uh, exit their zone much more efficiently. Uh, yes. Because I think... Um, if you just keep doing that, and it burned them in game one, it didn't. Uh, it didn't really burn them in game two. But I, I, they too many times where they've got the puck on their stick, and they have to have an opportunity to get it out, and they don't. They're looking to either carry it or make a pass, like a short six foot, ten foot pass, inside the zone still, and they don't. And it and it misfires, uh, gets intercepted, whatever, and they can't clear the zone. That happens way too much, yeah. way too much. Be, be, you know, if your first option isn't there, get it out, and and then and then worry about getting it back later. Right. Don't don't dick around with. Don't it. fret over an icing call. Right. No, I agree. Um, especially when you've been in the zone for a little while and you need to get it out, mm-hmm. get it out. I mm-hmm. don't don't. If you can pass it out, great. But better be sure. Be sure if you're going to pass it in your own zone when you're exiting. That it's going to be a good pass. It's going to connect uh, or not be. Intercepted. It just that that has been a huge. I was yelling at my TV in game two when they did that in game one, and it just they just they just it happens way too much. And I think it would be in game three if they can just simply fix that issue. I love our chances in game three. I, I, do. I think that's, 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 a, that, that's a huge part of the problem for me. It's funny that this is the conversation on the heels of what I just talked about, but yes, I agree with you <laughs> that. They, uh, oh, I mean, so many times they just, they just fluff the puck. They'll just, you know, try to make this little short pass and they either whiff or it's intercepted. Yeah. They, uh, first priority, especially against an offensively juggernaut team like the San Jose Sharks is you, you got to clear the zone, get it out of there. And maybe, you know, put a shoulder into, into Couture's jaw. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, you good. know, cleanly, but N- not, not the principal point of contact, but right. <laughs> Don't use them all up, though. In case we get through, you need one of those for Martian. Oh, man. And that's going to be, I mean, it's probably going to be Bruins in the final. So if it's Blues and fi- Bruins, they can avenge the Orgel, finally. They, they can. And the way that it's worked so far, so Columbus swept the Islanders and then were swept out in the second round. Ah. So the Bruins sweep uh, the Bruins hurricanes. sweep the hurricanes, and then they get swept out. And they get swept out. Maybe they'll have maybe they'll have too much rest. Yeah, that's and then uh, that's, they'll be they'll be 
that whoever faces the Bruins, that's what they could hope at this point. That, I mean, if they sweep them and this series goes along, and they and they started, uh, uh, they, they after, had the first game right. They started right. after us. Yeah, they yeah. they had we there was a day off in between. Yeah, our first and that, yeah they started before first us. game in our yeah. they started before us and there was a day, yeah so and they could be done way before we're yeah. done. Yeah, so they could get rusty. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Pasternak could go to Duncan too many times. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys, hey see Rev, Bergeron check your voicemail. Get, you missed some calls. Bergeron got lit up in this game tonight. He, uh, man, I don't remember who it was that hit him, but I thought, whoo, that yeah. guy's too old to be taking hits like that. And it looked like Wagner uh, might have uh, had some kind of uh, significant injury blocking a shot after he scored his goal tonight. Uh, there's a, uh, there was, uh, some, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, a rustling, chatter? a rustling, rustling, some chatter on, uh, social media today about, uh, Pete Blackburn Bruins, uh, covers the Bruins, uh, yeah. for NHL, for the NHL, uh, about he's selling a play Gloria shirt for the Bruins. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what is that about? And I'm like, why, what? That doesn't make any sense. So. His uh, he's trolling is what he's doing, but it's funny because uh, and he's selling a shirt. He's selling a play Gloria shirt uh, for the Bruins on his on a some site. That he's I'm not gonna advertise, but his pin tweet. Uh, I don't know the guy, um, but he's he his pin tweet says an important reminder for the playoffs. If I say anything negative about your favorite team, it is 100 percent because I am biased and I hate them. I also hate you, your family's pets, and your stupid fucking face. <laughs> he's a reporter, right, Jeff? Uh, yeah, he he yeah, he's a he's a, a verified on Twitter reporter covers the NHL and the Bruins. So yeah, he's he's trolling, and tons of Blues fans got in line. That <laughs> was so weird. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's very small, but there is a small faction of Bruins fans that are kind of running with this, uh, especially after tonight's game. If you just type in Bruins Gloria, there's a lot of Bruins fans that are posting. I play Gloria, Bruins win. I I on Google I searched for uh, uh, play Gloria Bruins and I found nothing today, not a single thing. Jeff's got a better yeah, Google than you. <laughs> there's there's another. I don't know if it has anything to do with. There's another Google. Blackboard. It's called Bing. <laughs> no. There's another. Uh, I don't. I don't know if anything to do about Blackboard or not, but um, they're called list. They're called Listen to Brunch. I know they had said a couple days ago um, that uh, Gloria should be the Bruins' playoff song because they're going to win it all. So of course it should be their song. What does that even mean? So, uh, they want to. They want to use a song that's being used by the team because they're going to win it all. I don't. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, that, that that is a. That's a. That doesn't make it. I don't understand that. Uh, get 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 a song if you want a song that someone else isn't using and use that one. Why do you have to use someone else's song? I get that you're trolling, wanting to steal someone else's, steal someone else's song. That, that's such a Boston fucking thing to do too. Well, I mean, no, that's what I said. Definitely a Boston thing. Yeah, assholes. And like a very small group of people. Because I saw this, and I'm like, well, how widespread is this? Because they're talking about the two guys no cup said, well, there's some people that are running with it. I'm like, really? I had never heard it before, so I searched, found nothing, nothing on it. And, yeah, but you know what, you know what all, came up? It's all on social media. I searched, I searched, play Gloria, Boston Bruins, and 
every single thing that came up, the first few pages of Google was all blue stuff. It was all blues. I don't know. If you're going to co-opt it, at least get the Dropkick Murphys to sing it. Yeah. Do a cover of it. Yeah. But, God. Yeah, Boy, I'd be pissed. I guess they're just, I guess they're just mad because they don't have a song. Maybe they don't, they don't have one. Yeah, like there's a tweet right here. I hope they use Gloria as the intro to the Bruins Championship DVD. The I mean, it, there is a bunch of people getting on board with it, but God, Bruins fans—they're just Boston is the worst. Boston is the worst. Uh, the, I mean, it's a—it's uh, a sense of entitlement there. It's just kind of crazy. And did you hear that Robert Kraft is getting off after he got off? <laughs> is he getting off? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that they, they got me. the prosecutor to drop the charges because they uh, they didn't redact or they didn't cover uh, up the uh, they they violated the privacy of the other patrons of that establishment, and so they got they got the charges are getting thrown out. I I I, I had no justice. Justice means how much money you got. Yeah, and something like that too. He didn't kill somebody. So it's something like that. That money's gonna buy us out of that. That's not. Yeah. That's not a violent crime. It's not a. Right. You know, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Community service. Yeah. Time served. Yeah. But still, he should be disgraced. Oh yeah, no, I agree, and he will be during the season. Oh, the yeah. fans are gonna get the opposing teams. Of, I doubt it. I think it, it, it's all blown over by the time. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Eh, some comes back around. Unless he goes to Philadelphia and play, they play Philly this year. Yeah. They won't. They'll let him have it. Fucking Boston, whatever. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet sweet uh, revenge to play Gloria when the Blues uh, beat Boston. And We're uh, ahead yeah, of I mean, I'm looking at a tweet here. This <laughs> this is the first one I saw. This was on May 9th, and it was from the two guys from this podcast, I guess that are Bruins or Boston sports based. I don't know. Uh, it says we are inspired by the St. Louis Blues to find a rally song for the Bruins' playoff run. I think we nailed our choice, and they have a video of them explaining why Gloria should be the Bruins' new playoff song. The birthplace of Gloria is that is that that town, that bar, right? That right. the Blues, in, that the Blues, in South Jersey. Yeah, that's uh, that's the or, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, it's South Jersey. Okay, so <laughs> same thing. same thing. That's the birthplace of the song. That's what we're told, right? Right, and that's where the Blues were at when. They decided they wanted to use that song after that one game, and that just kind of snowballed. And the bar is all about the blues, and they're they're, they're I mean, that's that. It's almost like it's almost like the it's almost like that area that bar owns the song, and they're like, yes, we're behind the blues. It, it, it's 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 kind of a weirdly pathetic thing to try and as a Bruins fan to try and use the song. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I, it's 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 why, it's why funny. Co- why co-opt that? Why what? Why co-opt that song? I know, I know. I don't. I, why, why, there's there's a billion songs out there that you can, and it's just. I think they. I guess I thought it would be funny to just try and steal the song. You know, I, the fourteen people is that that are going to try and steal it. When when this happened, May 9th was like I said the first time I saw mention of this. There's so much hockey left at the conference final. Why are you already trolling the Blues? Right. Like, if they sweep the Canes here and in two days they start doing the Gloria stuff, okay. I don't. I would laugh about it a little bit more than I am now. But I mean, to do it so soon, like it made me just say, "God, I hope the Hurricanes just knock them out." You know what, though? Um, I bet you. I bet you they don't care if the Blues make the finals or not. 
they're going to take it. They're going to try and take it regardless. And it, they'd, they'd have a lot easier time doing it if the blues don't make the final because the, the song won't be played for the blues anymore and they'll just start playing it. And, and no one's going to, you know what? If the team's not playing it in the locker room, it ain't their song. If they're not playing it in the arena, it ain't their song. And a, a, a handful of fans or a podcaster or whoever is not going to get that started. It's not going to happen. That's not the same. It's weird. It's just weird. I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. We've, we've talked way too much about we this have. already. We have. It, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's still so much hockey to be played. There is a hockey to be played. And, but, you know, the Bruins are going probably in the final, so we just got to get there. Um, I don't, uh, you guys got anything else? I do not. Yeah. Nope. We're that much closer um, to the game time. I usually do, and I'm trying to think of another way to extend this show and piss Kurt off if I can't <laughs> think of any. Oh, good. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, uh, all right, so we already talked about so uh, game three here in St. Louis and then game four. Game Oh, we should probably mention, for those that haven't seen it, game five, the watch party at uh, Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just saw Sunday it today. Sunday afternoon, yep. 2 o'clock. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I will consider going. There. It's Sunday, too? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I, could, I might be able to make that. We'll see. Yeah. I may. Yeah, for those those that haven't seen that, Blues are uh, open up the doors to Enterprise Center for Game Five. Well, they're charging officially. They're charging. What? It's ten. It's ten bucks. Ten bucks per fan. Five bucks for season ticket holders. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I said that after uh, when the uh, after Maroon's OT goal, I'm like, man, why don't they open up Enterprise? That would be a good way for them to make money, and I'm glad or, they're doing it. Do they at Ballpark Village the little uh, field, the baseball field next to it, the the astroturf thing that with the big screen? Do they play blues games there with the people outside to watch it? They should. They don't. I don't think they do. That would be good. Hmm. Uh, that'll do it for this week's show for. Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go play Gloria. Let's play Gloria. Fuck the Bruins. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at four. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.